This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Today's interview is so powerful, so inspiring. You are going to get so much out of this conversation. I've been really excited for you to hear it because I am chatting with Angie and Mike Lee, the powerhouse brother-sister duo that created Soul CBD. This company has exploded in the last couple of years, and these two bring so much to the table. It's so cool to see how they have combined their strengths, their determination to build this business so quickly from the ground up, really from a place of passion and purpose of helping people get out of pain. And I'm sure most of you are already familiar with Angie and Mike, but in case you're not, Angie is a marketing expert, serial entrepreneur. She is the host of the top-rated podcast, The Angie Lee Show. She is an author, a speaker. She created Pays to Be Brave. I know a lot of people listening to this are familiar with Pays to Be Brave. You might have gone. I went last year. So basically, she's just a badass and a wizard when it comes to marketing and entrepreneurship. And then we have Mike, who spent the last decade as a professional boxer, being ranked number three in the world. And during his boxing career, he spent almost two years battling an autoimmune disease, going in and out of hospitals. I truly have no idea how he was a professional boxer while dealing with his autoimmune disease because I think about me dealing with my autoimmune disease and I can barely get out of bed. So, I mean, his story is so inspirational. And that is what led him to the wellness world when he was just sick of the hospital visits and years on prescription medications. And one of the things that helped him so much was CBD, which is what led him and Angie to want to start Soul CBD. And we all know I love a good story of showing doctors that a diagnosis will not hold you back and being able to get off of prescription medications using natural remedies. I am all about it. And with Mike, he's talked about so much how he used visualizations and a lot of concepts from Joe Dispenza and brain rewiring to prepare for his fights, which is so smart. And we talked a lot about visualizations and the power of the mind and resiliency and overcoming fear and choosing happiness in this episode. Such an amazing conversation. Highly recommend if you're overcoming anything, if you're an entrepreneur, if you are feeling stuck in life, this will help you out. And I loved seeing a different side of Angie and Mike that I feel like they don't really get to show often in other interviews. So I'm really excited for you to hear it. And if you do want to try out Soul CBD, I do have a discount code. It is Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, and that will get you 20% off. 
So that code will work at mysoulcbd.com. And if you want to connect further with Angie or Mike, you can find Angie on Instagram, of course, at Angie Lee Show and on her podcast, The Angie Lee Show. And you can connect with Mike on Instagram at official Mike Lee. And before we hop into the episode, I just want to remind you that the Uplevel membership is currently open for enrollment. If you want to dive into all things intuition, manifestation, brain rewiring, and have a like-minded community of women who get you, then this membership is for you. I have hundreds of exclusive video trainings, blog posts, course content, pre-released podcast interviews, the video versions. We have monthly Q&A calls where you can ask me directly any of your questions. They're all recorded as well. And our monthly manifestation calls and I will tell you, these are very powerful. After every manifestation call, I get messages from people saying that what they are focusing on during the call came true, like within a couple hours. So definitely some good energy. And the membership is also where I share all of my exclusive channeled messages, trance channeled messages. So if you want all of that information, especially as so much is happening in the world, then the membership is where to find all of that. So if you are ready to join or you just want to learn more, head to christinathechannel.com slash membership and all the information is right there. That is my update for you, but let's not wait any longer. Enjoy this conversation with Angie and Mike Lee. I just got a new pair of Blue Blocks Blue Blockers and I am obsessed with them. I got the Hudson Frames, the blue light for daytime. If you work on your computer all day long, the blue light glasses from Blue Blocks are a must if you want to prevent migraines, headaches, digital eye strain, macular degeneration. I noticed that my head hurts so much if I don't wear my Blue Blocks. I wear the blue light lenses during the day. If you want some color therapy, you can also go with their summer glow. This is best for people who work under more intense artificial lighting. And if you struggle with seasonal depression, especially at this time of year, they have a slightly yellow tint. So you are getting that protection from the blue blockers plus the color therapy. And of course, in the evenings, the sleep plus red lenses. This is the only true 100% blue and green light blocking lens on the market for after sunset use. I've tried so many blue blockers before and I did not experience the same results that I experienced with blue blocks. This company really understands the science behind this. If your lenses are orange, you are not completely blocking yourself from the full spectrum of blue and green light that we want to block after sunset when the sun goes down in order to protect our sleep and balance our hormones. You'll notice a huge difference if you switch to the Sleep Plus red lenses. These are a must if you struggle with your sleep, if you have a hard time getting to sleep, staying asleep. Also, if you have low energy during the day, if you feel like you're not that productive during the day, if you struggle with any headaches, and also if you notice imbalances in your mood like feeling cranky, sleepy, tired, and if you have imbalanced hormones. So if you're looking to balance your hormones naturally, it's so important to optimize your sleep, of course, and optimize your circadian rhythm. And a big piece of this is wearing blue blockers. It's a simple thing to do. Everybody can do it. And blue blocks is the best. They have so many different frames that you can pick from. They have about 20 different frames. You can also send in your own frames and they can turn them into blue blocks for you. And they have a custom-made prescription service available as well. And I will tell you, I always get compliments on my blue blocks. I love their glasses. If you do not yet have a pair of blue blocks, if you don't use blue blockers or if you have any other brand of blue blockers, I am going to tell you, you need these in your life. You can check out all of their frames, learn about the science behind the brand by heading to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X. 
wellnesscoach.com and you can use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. Again, that's blueblocks.com and you can use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. And when you get your pair, make sure you tag me on social media so I can see what pair of frames you got. We're all weird. You know what? What's normal anymore? <laughs> People say this shit's weird. I'm like, what's normal? Yeah, dude? I know. Nothing's normal. Yeah. Anyway, did you know that there's another Angie and Mike Lee podcasting? What? Wait, did you know that? This? I know. I Wait, know there's what? There's Mike Lee, a bull rider, Mike Lee, the senator, and then me. We boxer. <laughs> Wait, who? There's only three Mike Lees in the world. <laughs> no, only three. Wait, are they brother sister? Yeah, they're brother sister. Stop, that's creepy. I, I think, or maybe no. they're married, but they're, they are in the music industry. When I was like searching you guys on podcast app, that's what comes up. It's all these episodes with them. And I was like, Mike, we got to start a show to take them down. Yeah. <laughs> they not, cannot get our SEO. Yeah, you guys got to start I'm not a show. cool with this. <laughs> I know. It's a totally different demo. No. But I, at first I Are was like. Are they strippers? <laughs> no. no. We're calling our lawyer immediately. <laughs> we're suing them for I don't know what, but we're going to sue them. We're going to sue them. Whoa. So they're in music. What Do you know no. what kind of music? No. There's something about like if you're a musician, step into your spotlight or something. It's called like Invicta Fox. All right, we're not is, we're not calling our show that. <laughs> something I wanted to call it the blonde. best medicine. I like that. Yeah, Clay I channeled like that. it. Clay's good. At, yeah, and it means like because when I when you ask people what does it mean, everyone says mm-hmm. laughter, nutrition, movements, joy. People say different responses. Live, laugh, love. Yeah. Well, no, it's supposed <laughs> to mean like at the end of the day, the best medicine for you is always going to be like what Mike says, like listening to your intuition, healing your body naturally, laughter, mm. joy, comedy, like. What is really the best medicine, right? And yeah. that opening up and it's that different for every person. And, and that's yeah. what's so cool about the title is it's like, what does that mean to you? Like, what is your best medicine? Yeah. And talk, having those conversations around med- like medicine. So what is your best medicine, Angie? Oh, for sure. I think for me, it's comedy. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, oh, wait, are you, are you recording? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought we were just chatting. No, we, we just, when did we, we just start into it right I now? Just, I just cut it. Oh, okay. I want to cut it. <laughs> So I do shit. <laughs> I feel like humor and comedy is still so under underrated. And I, you know, Mike uses comedy a lot to get into certain moods or to release pain. But um it was funny, Clay asked me the other day, and I've had a few like healers ask me, why do you why do you use comedy? Right. Because a lot of times comedians they were hurt when they were a kid or they were in pain. A lot of people it comes from pain. And for me, I don't think I had a like a trauma or a pain. I think I love seeing people not be in pain Mm -hmm. so much that I know comedy can immediately get someone out of pain. And I think I love seeing people laugh because it means they're not in pain, at least for a moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I love comedy is because think about it. It's one of the most beautiful things that immediately, if you're sad, I can get you to laugh and then you're not in pain temporarily. So I think Clay said it beautifully. He said, I think you love comedy because you like helping people get out of pain. Mm -hmm. And, And it's the only modality that I think is, is as that quick, yeah. quicker than any, you know, medicine obviously can do it quick too, but I think there it's a natural medicine that immediately can get someone to feel like, you know, that they're, they're at least okay for the moment. So, yeah. And seeing Mike go through, I mean, Mike went through some crazy years of so much pain mentally and physically. So just to see him even laugh when he was in pain, I think that's why I love comedy. I think it heals the world. I think you're right. That's a great answer. Mm-hmm. Um, without a doubt, I always like to lean towards like comedies or things that make me laugh when I'm in pain, physical pain, mental pain, whatever it is. And as Angie referenced, when, um, I spent a couple of years in and out of hospitals during my, uh, career, uh, my former career as a professional athlete, um, 
I used to go to bed at night watching like Step Brothers mm-hmm. or comedies, just things that make me laugh. It was almost like this fake it till you make it mindset where I was so good at that in, in boxing and in sports that I tried to fake it till I make it with my own like psyche. Mm-hmm. So I would like force myself to laugh. I'd watch bloopers um, on YouTube of some of my favorite movies, like outtakes. And one time I love telling this story, but one time I was um, in a, one hospital stint. I was in so much pain. I was getting uh, daily headaches. Uh, my immune system was entirely shutting down on me. This was before I got properly diagnosed with autoimmune disease. But one time I was in a hospital in Chicago um, for like 13 days straight and it came right around Halloween. And so I'm, I'm laying in the hospital bed. I'm all hooked up to IVs, um, having daily headaches and, and pain. And it was just terrible. I was on like eight different medications. And uh, Angie walked in the room and she had on a Darth Vader costume. <laughs> and it's, you know, a hospital. It was such Halloween. A, it, was, it was Halloween. I forgot it was Halloween. But it's such a serious setting where like, you know, nurses are coming in. Shit's beeping. I'm like, am I going to die? Am and, I going to die? And she walks in and she's like. <laughs> And I was just like, I started laughing and I was like, this is a perfect epitome of Angie, like not taking anything seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what? They made me laugh and it helped that day for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, there's like a lot of science to that. Like, I know you both are big on visualization. We talk a lot about brain rewiring on the show. And I mean, so for like our brain rewiring certification program, I mean, part of that is rules. Every day you have to do something to make yourself laugh because we're training the brain when we smile, when we laugh, like to send those signals of mm-hmm. happiness, health, like to the brain, which comes out the body. Right. Wow. So there's like a lot of science to that. And so people talk about faking it till you make it. It's like, no, you do the thing to become the thing. Like you do the thing you laugh to become uh, happiness, to become love. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 It's a choice every day for sure. I mean, I, I wake up every day and I say, have the best day ever. Like yeah. have so much fun even in the most boring situations. And I think that <laughs> commitment to to bringing joy to every situation, whether it's an Instagram story or it's this interaction right now, <laughs> or it's in the kitchen with Mike, like when I do that, I have the best days of my life because it just brings you energy. Like, have you ever laughed so hard that then all of a sudden you kind of this like tingly feeling in your brain, you actually have more energy? Yeah. I literally think it's your brain needs to release that energy through laughter to get more energy and then you're also releasing dopamine, serotonin, all these awesome, mm-hmm. happy chemicals. So I just think people who laugh the most have the best lives, they have yeah. the best life. And and I think that's why I'm so committed to it every day. And I think being weird is like just my life now. Because, have you always been yeah. like that? Yeah, I've always been pretty weird. I've always been weird. I always was kind of the class clown and always loved making people laugh. And I think as a kid, I sensed that Mike was a little bit more... Mike was, we're getting deep here. Mike was a little bit more moody. And I think Mike's always, especially when he was a kid, struggled with a little bit of like, I don't know if you want to call like mild depression or things like that. So I think as a kid, I picked up on it. And Mm -hmm. I think I wanted to always make Mike laugh to get Mike out of pain. Mm -hmm. And I think I've always kind of then, that was always our role is like, if Mike was sad, I'm like, all right, Angie's there to make him laugh, you know? And I think we've kind of always had that like unspoken, like I'm here to make him laugh on his worst days, you know? And I think that now I just do that for everybody. And, you know, with my brand, I think, it's cool for a girl to say, oh, you help me make money or you help me start my business. Like that stuff's cool, but nothing's cooler than if someone messages me and is like, hey, I was having a really hard day and your stories literally just made me like come back to who I am or mm-hmm. just be weird or just have fun. And I think that's the greatest gift you can give people is just joy, you know? Yeah. But what else do you have? You can have all the money in the world, but if you're sad, no one cares. So 
now, now in my career, I'm like, I think that's kind of part of my mission is like just making people laugh as silly as it is. (laughs) It seems so stupid, but it's powerful. No, Well, I was going to ask because you're like so passionate about helping people not be in pain and be happy. And I find with people who are this passionate about it, they've usually like felt or seen a lot of really deep pain and they don't want to go back there. So I was like, you know, I wanted to know about the root of that because I'm like, is it from this interaction? (sighs) Yeah. It's so interesting. I've had, I've had healers ask me that. Um, one here in San Diego said, who are you funny for? Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, why are you funny? I walked into his office. I was cracking jokes right away. And he said, I can tell you do it when you're nervous, but who are you funny for? I've actually never told anyone this. This is a really good podcast (laughs) already. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, who are you funny for? And I I, I just kept saying, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I sat there and I said, oh my God, it's Mike. Mm -hmm. And it was funny. And it brought me back to being a kid. Like, a lot of the times when we were, if he was in pain and then when he was an athlete, Mike was in a lot of pain as an athlete, like realizing that a lot of times in life, if you're funny, you did it for someone you loved because you saw it work as the medicine. And then you have, I've learned through strangers in front of me, that's my way of getting love, mm-hmm. whether that's good or bad. But if I'm funny, then I don't have to prove that I'm smart. And yeah. I always felt like I'm not smart enough to be in the room. So if I'm funny, they'll like me. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times it comes down to how you got love, someone you loved seeing in pain. So you felt like you had to be funny. The next thing you know, that's how I feel like I'm worthy is if I'm funny. Yeah. And so, and then now I just love being funny. So I do think it's, there's a lot of deep reasoning behind people being funny. If you, if you yeah. interviewed comedians, I don't totally. think they, I think a lot of them had an effed up childhood or someone they loved were in, was in pain or they've realized that every room they walk into, if they felt like something else wasn't good enough, then you use humor because humor wins with everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I know. it makes sense. That's because what comes I, through. Yeah. I... Well, because like I was thinking about that. I'm like, how would that feel for you mm. to see him go into the ring? Like, like how you coped with that, yeah. you know, because that would be fucking scary for me. It's really scary. It's really scary because it's not like, it's not like a regular job where your brother's an account- know it's scary for you. He's an accountant and he's like, you know, at his desk <laughs> yeah. all day. And the yeah. worst thing that happens is he, I don't know, <laughs> lost his job, but it's literally a career where Mike could have really hurt himself. Mm-hmm. And so it was that weird dance between loving him so much that I would take pain away from Mike if I could. And there were times where I wanted to so bad being in hospitals with him. Like I would literally pray like, Hey God, just give it to me for 20 minutes. Like I can take it, you know? But then there was also times where I would watch him and I knew it was his choice. And so it's also loving someone enough to know this was your choice to do this. Mm -hmm. He wanted to do it. He signed up for boxing. And so it's this weird dance of I don't want you to do this because I don't want you to get hurt. But then I love you enough to respect your path. And I do believe in God or source. And I knew that he has a purpose and a path. So I had to trust that whoever is protecting him has got him. Mm -hmm. And so I would have to just say that to myself, like, listen, this is Mike's path. And as much as you want to control it, you can't. And that's not my job here. It's to be, you know, on this journey with him, but I can't make those decisions for him. And so it's like the most beautiful surrender of Mm -hmm. like, you love someone so much, you got to let them do what they're going to do. And I guess this is how parents feel. I assume is you're like, don't go play football or don't go do that fucking crazy thing, but they really want to go do it. And so it's really hard. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Have you guys always been this close? Yeah. We hate each other. What do you (laughs) think? Yeah. Mike's like, I don't like her. <laughs> well, I think I think the one thing as you were speaking that I, I realized I didn't realize until later in life. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm 33 now. I I just retired from a decade of a career of professional sports, is that I went through so much pain because yes, I loved it. Um, yes, you know, I loved competing. I got to fight in, you know, places like Madison Square Garden and mm-hmm. you were at those fights on HBO, ESPN, in front of thousands of people. 
that was a, a drug that I just couldn't replace. But the most important thing, and I realize now stepping back, why I stayed in it as long as I did, even though I was dealing with so much pain. I mean, broken ribs, broken hands, headaches, um, and seeing people that I knew literally die. I mean, three fighters died in 2019 and they were top ranked fighters. So they weren't, you know, um, you know, tomato cans. They weren't guys who weren't skilled. But the one thing I realized why I kept in it was because it was my identity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I knew nothing else. And as I talked to other athletes or Olympians or people that went through that, often it's undiagnosed, but so many of us deal with these ups and downs and depression and constantly not talking about it because it's seen as weakness, especially in a sport like mine. Like I never wanted my sponsors, my opponent, my agent to think that I was weak, that I was dealing with so many ups and downs and mood swings. And it was because I was constantly in fight or flight. And also I don't think I wanted to box anymore because it was causing so much pain to my body, especially with the autoimmune disease, but it was my identity. So mm -hmm. I would wake up in the morning and I like, this is how I received love from my family, mm -hmm. from my friends. This is how I felt like I was enough. So if I wasn't this who am I? What am I? And I still struggle with that. I know a lot of athletes deal with, you know, post-retirement. I mean, what other career do you retire at 20, 30 years old? And I have another 70 years to live. And that's why all these athletes deal with depression and, um, you know, all these issues because it's like, what's next. And yeah. mm -hmm. if you don't have your identity, who are you? And that's, that's very, very difficult. That transition. Yeah. I mean, I see this come up a lot. I've had a lot of similar conversations to what you're just saying with people. And I think that what you guys did, like, is exactly what is most helpful, where like pouring yourself into something you're super passionate about, like pouring yourself into soul mm -hmm. is like what helps people move through it, yeah. you know, but it is a huge identity piece. And I wanted to talk about your autoimmune disease because I think there are so many layers to that. And I know from my perspective, like when I was going through it, when I was in the hospital, I it was like hard and painful for me, but also what was more painful was my family's reaction and feeling like I was like, I just didn't like that seeing them seeing me in so much mm. pain. And I was wondering how that dynamic was for you. That was difficult for me for sure. Um, you know, especially seeing my mom and my sister. I mean, I even remember uh, having a fight in, uh, God, what was it? Las Vegas, the MGM Grand. And I got knocked down. And I remember um, I'm on the mat floor. I got hit really hard. And I looked up and I just kind of winked at my mom like, I'm good. I'm mm -hmm. okay. I wasn't okay. But I wanted her to know I was okay or at least think I was okay. Um, so, you know, going through those moments were was pretty difficult for me um, seeing their reaction to my pain. And like you said, there were so many layers to the autoimmune issue. Um, and constantly being in and out. And I think it, for me, it was kind of like a sense of hopelessness too, because oftentimes with autoimmune, you're not diagnosed for years and whether that, that diagnosis is accurate is questionable. Um, so it becomes an issue where you're just so hopeless and lost and you want to like stop complaining. Like I wanted to like, and I bottled it all up. So like, I didn't want them to feel pain. Mm -hmm. So I think so often I was in pain and I wouldn't even tell them I tried to mask it, which only made me, you know, worse off in the end. Yeah. I had never heard of your autoimmune disease until like I met you. Can you explain a little bit more about it? 
So the autoimmune disease I have is known as ankylosing spondylitis. Um, it is a, a disease that triggers uh, the lower back. And technically, it's when um, your vertebrae fuse together. They call it bamboo spine. So you need to get uh, attack it early. And mm-hmm. whether you attack it with therapeutics like Humira or um, you know, a bunch of different modalities, Western medicine, Eastern medicine, um, you need to stop that fusion. For some people, it can't stop. So for me, I was getting a ton of back pain. But the thing was, it wasn't just isolated in my back and why I said earlier, misdiagnosed. At this point, even though I had some of the country's top rheumatologists diagnose me with this, um, I'm not convinced in my heart that I have this disease. Mm-hmm. And I think it the disease can't be a life sentence, right? And that probably goes against what a lot, if a lot of doctors are listening to this, technically my disease I have is for life. I just refuse to believe that. And I think that that ideology and that mentality let me fight mm-hmm. nine more fights after my diagnosis and become one of the top fighters in the world and continue to push through. And yes, I did the things they told me to do in terms of therapeutics and, you know, uh, all these different modalities. But for me, I didn't make it a life sentence because I had so many other issues too, like whether it was headaches or like skin rashes or like inflammation, things that weren't specific to ankylosing spondylitis. So I think when it comes to autoimmunity, it's so vague. It's Mm -hmm. so mass. I think um, it's a complicated issue. And for me, like I said, it wasn't a life sentence and that's how I quote unquote deal with it. Yeah. That's the most important piece. And like talking about identity for me, working with so many people with autoimmune, that's the main reason why they don't get better because they've identified with their illness. And they're like, I have this, I can't get over it. Like, you know, like for me with Lyme, like I don't identify as having Lyme and I'm told like, well, you always have it. Well, I don't fucking act like it. Like I can get out yeah. of bed, you know? So yeah. I think that's such a key, a key piece of it. And I'm curious, cause I know you've tried a lot of things. Like what was the most helpful for you in kind of coming back from that? Yeah. So it was a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Number one, for me personally, it was getting off the medication. So I was completely addicted to tramadol, um, oxycodone, different painkillers. Um, and then they put me on antidepressants and then I started getting anxiety attacks. So then they put me on anti-anxiety. Yeah. I was on all these different medications. So for me, it was slowly weaning off these medications and then putting things that were more all natural, more low risk, high reward. So a few of those things that really, really worked for me, um, infrared saunas, that was huge for me. I ended up purchasing one, getting in every single day, heat movement really, really helped me. Um, meditation was a massive one. For mm-hmm. instance, when I get migraines or I get headaches, which unfortunately is a lot, I'll go lay down and do a quick 10, 15 minute meditation. I use the calm app or I'll just focus on my breath. I'll listen to waves in the ocean because mm-hmm. I, I'm obsessed with the ocean and my headache pain level will go from like a 10 down to a two. So wow. implementing mindfulness meditation, that's something I do to this day because mm-hmm. I'm in pain every single day of my life. I believe that won't be the case one day and I'm not that far removed from my career, but I don't express it to people, but whether it's a headache or back pain or fatigue, like every single day in my life, I'm in pain. So, you know, finding ways to combat it was something I just dove into. And the final thing was CBD. I mean, CBD and nutrition were mm-hmm. huge for me. Um, CBD started helping me with anxiety. It started helping me with inflammation. I take it every single day. And then dialing in with that, my nutrition, mm-hmm. what I was eating, how I was eating it, and what I was putting in my body. That's really that whole uh, all encompassing effort mm-hmm. um, got me from hospital beds to 
fighting in front of a million people on TV to a world title. Like Mm -hmm. it was the hardest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. The day after day to get out of bed when you're in so much pain, you don't even want to go to the fucking kitchen, but you know, you have to train, you know, you have to fly to New York to do a press conference on national TV. It was the most grueling thing I ever had to put myself through and I'm still recovering from it. But, you know, using all these things helped it. It helped me get off those Mm -hmm. painkillers. It helped me when those days when I wouldn't even get out of bed without slamming tramadol. Um, And I now I haven't been on painkillers for years. Yeah. So um, I'm still in pain, but I'm so much better off than I was. I mean, I don't it's it's amazing. I don't know how you trained, fought, like going through that, honestly. Like, I think it's good to hear the other side. Fear of what? I think fear. Fear of not winning. Yeah. Fear of if I'm not this, what am I? Mm-hmm. It's crazy yeah, what we'll I, do for our yeah. identity. I, I think identity was mm-hmm. what, what got me through it. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt you. That's, no, it's yeah. true. And it's like those moments of it's, you know, like when a mom can lift up a car because her kid's underneath it. Yeah. It's like you just yeah. get super, super strength. It's like that kind of thing. And people. Yeah. People it's crazy what we'll it. do for love because yeah. really it's all coming back to love because mm-hmm. identity is so we feel like we're worthy. Mm-hmm. And we have certainty and then other people will think that we are worthy and we know what we're doing with our life. And so at the end of the day, we're literally doing everything for love and it's a pain love cycle that we're mm-hmm. just in. And I love what Mike says about breaking the identity, right? Because even how he just said, I wake up every single day of my life in pain, but I believe that won't be the case one day, right? And I think that's so healthy and important that he does that because when every time he says that, he's literally, I mean, you're more woo-woo than yeah. me even, but he's reaffirming a, yeah. a truth in his body. Mm-hmm. He's telling his body, that's my story. That's my, that's my story. So it almost wakes up like, how do you break the pain cycle? Right. And I think that's mm-hmm. fascinating. And I think it's courageous and awesome that Mike is constantly trying to figure out how to break that cycle of that. Right. And find holistic ways to do it. Cause it's, it's writing a new story first because I mean, your show's woo woo, but it's like your cells know. Right. Yeah. And there's people who believe pain is all all emotional. It's all emotional, right? Everything that started physical in an organ, it started from an emotional trauma, pain, a heaviness. You know, it's always a combination of a few things. Like, why are we even in pain? What is pain, right? And, so and, it's crazy if you study it. Mm-hmm. And you say woo-woo, and mm-hmm. I think that that term is changing because yeah. I've ascribed to this Eastern medicine or mm-hmm. this woo-woo mm-hmm. and Western medicine. I think there's ways to integrate it. But you were talking earlier about visualization. Mm-hmm. There's a study I read that I absolutely, I loved. Harvard did a study. It's pretty well known because um, I use visualization constantly in boxing. Um, I get very extreme and clear on what I want. And now I'm doing that with health and other things. Um, but Harvard did a study where they had two different types of groups um, and I'm sorry, it was, it was one group and they had two different exercises and they hooked everybody up to these, um, MRI scanners and these brain scanners to see which areas of the brain was signaled during different activities or thought processes. And what they did for the first group was, um, they had them close their eyes and visualize a picture of a tree with extreme clarity. Um, then they took them out. And then what they did is they showed them a picture of a tree. And you know where I'm going with this. What they found was incredible and fascinating. They found the exact same areas of the brain lit up mm-hmm. when you were closing your eyes and visualizing a tree with extreme clarity versus when you actually were looking at a tree, mm-hmm. right? So when she said woo-woo, I think that the science is catching up to woo-woo. Oh, yeah, totally. Right? I mean, I mean, I use those and everybody here knows it's like I use these terms because if somebody wants to call it woo-woo, fine. But I'm like. I can get you so much science like this. It's quantum physics when you really get down to energy, you know, and like with visualizations, I mean, 
mirror neurons exist. Like we know this, like we know if I see you waving your hand, the same neurons are going to fire as if I waved my hand. Like Mm. we see that in brain scans. If I think about moving my leg and I really believe I'm moving my leg, the same neurons are going to fire as if I'm actually moving it. And so there's science there. I think it's just, it's hard for people to conceptualize and like actually apply to their lives. I think that's one thing. And the thing is visualizations don't work unless you fully believe them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it can't be a half-assed visualization. Same mm-hmm. with affirmations. Like a lot I, of things don't work. Yeah. Unless you fully believe in it. <laughs> really? It, no, seriously. Yeah. Cause it's working on our subconscious. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that it's just a huge untapped, yeah. untapped area. Do you use visualizations with your stuff? <sighs> you know what? I don't use visualizations mm-hmm. as much as I'm, So there's kinesthetic, visual, and auditory. Mm -hmm. I'm very kinesthetic in my body. So a lot of my manifesting, I would say, around things that I want, like the event or the book, or I didn't see them visually. I'm not very visual with it unless I am doing a meditation and my eyes are closed. I more feel it in my body, which is probably more of a feminine thing maybe Mm -hmm. to say, or I don't know, maybe men feel it also, but I feel it in my body. I feel it viscerally. Mm -hmm. So I felt the event before it happened. Um, when I go on walks and when I'm working out, I feel it. I get excited and yeah. I listen to music and I feel it. And I'm like this. Oh, my God, I can already see this is going to be so cool. I get excited before yeah. things happen. Yeah. And I've been told that's actually a practice. And yeah. ever since I was a little girl, that's what I do. I didn't know it was a thing, but I get really amped up and excited before something happens. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be the coolest experience yeah. ever. This event's going to be awesome. These girls are going to want to come. It's going to be great. Like I got excited about it. So then it tricked my brain yes. and the universe into thinking it already happened. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I do. But I don't have like a structured practice. I'm not a very structured person. So for me, it's very just like, all right, get excited about it. Get yeah. amped up. And because I believe it, it tricks your body into thinking it does. Well, it's I mean, it's like feeling that vibration of joy. And yeah. Like you're going to attract in that vibration. Yeah. Do you, have you guys looked into human design? A little bit, a little bit. Like M- Mike hasn't yet, but it's pretty deep. I, I would love to look at your chart. I'm a reflector, supposedly. <laughs> no, you're not. I know. I know. I know. You have the wrong birth time. I, I know. I think it. my mom gave me the wrong birth time, it's but that's wrong. what a few you're, people are. You're that we know. an MG, you're a generator. I feel like I probably am. And I work not, like you're I a non specific manifester, for sure. Yeah. You're a specific manifester. Yeah. I have no idea what you're <laughs> Mike, about. you are a triple unicorn <laughs> dinosaur <laughs> ashwagandha. That sounds right. I am so picky when it comes to supplements. You really need to watch out for quality. And of course, I prefer to get all of my nutrients from Whole Foods but that's not always possible in today's world. And sometimes you need a boost beyond what you find in your average healthy diet. This is why I love Paleo Valley supplements because they are made from only organic whole foods. So they're whole foods based. They're totally gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO. And these are staples in my everyday life. I think everyone right now is on the hunt for a good vitamin C and you really want to be careful when it comes to sourcing and quality of vitamin C, but Paleo Valley's essential C complex is incredible. It has been third party lab tested as the most powerful 100% natural vitamin C product on the planet. It contains three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin C out there, Amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry. Each serving gives you 750% your RDI of vitamin C. 
This is so helpful for boosting your immune system. It's one of the most powerful things you can do to help boost your immune system. It's been shown to help reduce fatigue and boost energy. It's also been shown to help combat weight gain, and it helps to regulate your stress hormone, cortisol. It's such an important supplement to have in your routine, especially at a time like this, but you want to watch out because most other vitamin C supplements are derived from GMO corn and contain only a fraction of the vitamin, ascorbic acid. Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex contains the entire spectrum with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C. I get asked all the time about boosting the immune system and also vitamin C recommendations. And this is the vitamin C I take every day. I cannot recommend it enough. I also want to give a shout out to Paleo Valley's Neuro Effect. I am obsessed with this supplement. It contains eight different whole mushrooms, including lion's mane, cordyceps, reishi, chaga, turkey tail, shiitake, maitake, and tremella all with their own incredible health benefits, everything from boosting your brain, boosting mental focus, function, clarity, improving energy levels, boosting libido, enhancing the immune system, reducing stress, improving sleep quality, tons of anti-inflammatory benefits. I could go on. These are some really powerful functional mushrooms and I love having them all in one supplement. Plus, most mushroom supplements aren't made from whole mushrooms. They often barely contain any medicinal qualities of mushrooms and they can be up to 50% starch. Neuro Effect is made from whole mushrooms with zero grains and is incredible for boosting brain function. I take this every morning and I love it. So if you're interested in getting the benefits of so many different functional mushrooms in just a couple capsules and you really want to boost your brain function and health, then check this out. So you can find these and all of Paleo Valley supplements at paleovalley.com. And if you want a discount, of course I have one for you. You can use the code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. Again, that's paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. I wanted to ask you two more about like, I think it's interesting to hear about people's non-negotiables because mm. I think people on the outside think that everyone who does all this shit, like we just like to be all extra and like don't do anything all day. I'm like, I do all my shit so I can show up. Like it's a well-oiled machine you pay for. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what are your non-negotiables? Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think when your job is to be the talent or the energy mm-hmm. or the creator, you're literally working on the machine. So if you are the machine, you are the product. You have to constantly work on the product, which sounds weird because it's you. Yeah. So if I have to go record a podcast or give a presentation on Zoom or be interviewed or create a piece of content, a video written, um, write an email, who's going to create it? Who The machine, which is me. And so it is kind of scary because that's a lot of what I'm dealing with now is like, is this sustainable and all of that? That's a different episode for a different day. But it means that now Angie's got to make sure she feels good. I'm joyful. I'm energized. My head is clear because when I go on and present, if there's no one behind me, I don't have a product, right? Other than Soul obviously is our physical product now, but I don't have something where I can sit behind it and let it do it the thing. I am the product, which is awesome. And also there's pros and cons. And so I think my non-negotiables are movement, like have I have to move every day, whether that's, you know, a hardcore workout or now it's just a lot of walking. So it's like sunlight, movement, hydration. Um, I feel like my brain works well in what's called structured flexibility. So giving myself windows of time to say, okay, this needs to be done by 3 p.m. and giving myself 12 to 3 
But in that space, I do need the flexibility Mm -hmm. because it's a little bit of when inspiration hits, but also not waiting so long that I'm being lazy. So I think every creative deals with that of, well, I need to feel good to do it, to create the work, but also I can't sit around and not do it and wait forever. So I'm now even as I'm getting older, working on that dance and that balance of what does that look like as a creator? But um, yeah, for me, I think it's just hydration, nutrition, my biohacks. I love my IVs, healthy food, right? Like a lot of what I invest in is just keeping me as healthy and clear as possible. Like today I have very, a lot of brain clarity right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go use it to go like put it towards the day and create it. But tomorrow might be not as much. So I, I also have to like play when I'm feeling my best. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Who has, who's healthier nutrition? Healthier? Oh, I think yeah. we're both. Oh, we're, Mike's super healthy. I would say for a guy. By necessity, I'm healthier, but yeah. I don't want to be. Yeah. Mike would just eat donuts all day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I'd lean a little bit more towards her, but you I don't know. think I would be either. If it didn't make you feel good, I wouldn't be healthy. Yeah. Oh God, no. no. I would just eat. Yeah. I would eat shit all day. I think I'm just so <laughs> obsessed with feeling good that like, yeah, I'm so committed to energy and now I'm paid for my energy. Right. Yeah. And so people literally, literally say, we're hiring you to come speak at this event or this virtual event now because we've heard you have a lot of energy. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, people are literally paying me to show up and be passionate. And so knowing that I'm like, oh, I better eat good because yeah. if not, what am I going to do? Show up and be like a little turd. So I think I've trained my body and then habits, you know, habits. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is BJ Fogg's work. You're addicted to the habit now because I know the habit makes me feel good. And so being ultra hydrated, drinking a gallon of water a day, walking, getting my steps in, getting the sun, getting my vegetables and protein and not eating sugar and gluten and dairy. I mean, you just kind of become obsessed with the the ritual and the habit because you know it makes you feel good. And then especially if you're paid for it, you're like, this is my job to feel yeah. good. Because imagine me if I didn't like if I felt like piece of shit all yeah. the time, I wouldn't have my job. Yeah, totally. And right now it's how I'm making money. And so I think there's this level of like, it's also what I have to do. I enjoy doing it. But you know, eating, eating well makes you feel good, makes you a better person. So it does. But what gets frustrating, and I'm sure you dealt with this (laughs) too. I have a different perspective on this because I'll have, uh, days or weeks where I'm so strict, I'm eating incredibly healthy. I'm following, you know, my nutritionist plan and I'll wake up and I feel hungover. I'll wake up. I feel like I got hit by a ton brick. So I get these moments where I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I feel like shit today. I'm going to order Chipotle burrito because what does it even matter? I it's, spent a week eating yeah. kale he has food yeah. for nothing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. It's really fucking frustrating. It's yeah. really frustrating. Like, so and we talked about like, I've tried every diet, like, cause it's so annoying. I'm like, I'm so strict. There was a period where I mean, I did not touch sugar in the form of like fruit, like any sugar for three years straight. Yeah. And I was like, I'm still having symptoms. Mm-hmm. Fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> go get a slurpee. I, I would I wouldn't go that far, but you know, I mean, yeah. oh man, yeah, it can be really frustrating. Yeah. So, like I recently yeah. figured out through just like naturally testing is nightshades. Oh yeah. Nightshades. So I do not eat tomatoes mm. at all. And I've noticed naturally what was happening, and this is again woo-woo, but not woo-woo. This is really freaking cool. When I'm at restaurants, I noticed I was naturally putting the tomatoes to the side. I'm like, what am I doing? I like tomatoes. I was, my body was like naturally doing yeah. it. And it started to trip me out. I'm like, why am I naturally not eating the tomato? I know it sounds really cr- tr- no, creepy. Well, and then knows. I sat with yeah. it. And then I started to notice that I feel more, a little bit more inflammation. Like, yeah. joy, like I feel some, yeah. when I have nightshades. So I was like, oh my God, my body was naturally like not eating the tomatoes. Mm-hmm. It's super trippy. Yeah. So now I'm like playing with eggs and nuts and tomatoes. And I'm trying to like, see what days do I feel better? Did I have eggs? Did I not? Did I have nuts? Did I not? Like just playing yeah. with it and then also going to do some more yeah. blood and poop tests. But it is cool when you can like refine it, but it's hard. You got to like sit there with a journal or take tests to figure out what the yeah. fuck it is. We have to be in <laughs> tune first, you know, and I think yeah. most people are really, 
energy deprived and inflamed and they don't realize it. Right. And like, I mean, why are we as a collective so low energy? I think it's so funny. People like ask Mm. you like, how do you have so much energy? And you do have a lot of energy, but we naturally should have a lot of energy. We really poorly fuel our bodies. We have shitty air quality. We drink gross water, like all this shit. And I think a big piece of it is you get more energy when you're following your purpose. Like, mm, yeah, if I'm trying to 100%. do a job I don't like. I'm fucking tired. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. You get a high. And I've always whenever I have days where I'm like, oh, I don't want to go do the Zoom or speak or what Tony Robbins said this. And you always have more than you think you do. Almost like in your car when it tells you the red lights on for your gas. But they have there's like <laughs> yeah. there's like five, ten go, miles I'll go left. Longer. <laughs> yeah, like there's like left, but yeah. they just don't tell you because they want you to make sure you don't, you know, mm-hmm. your car doesn't die out. But I'll do that some days. I'm like, you have more. Yeah. You have more from source. Like source gave you so much energy. Like you, you've got more in you. Like go bring more of that. It's a gift. And mm-hmm. so I, I kind of like amp myself up a lot to, to, to stick to that commitment that I am the most energized person that people know. Like mm-hmm. that's my identity now. And so I'll try to say like, okay, before I go into a room or before I'm going to go bring so much energy to these people Yeah, and I'm committed to it now. So now it's become my identity and I'm kind of addicted to this new identity that I'm the funniest, most energized person that people know. So it's almost like you become addicted to yeah. your identity. Yeah. yeah I mean, th- it's a good I, one, I guess, but I think, <laughs> there could be, I'm the most unenergized loser, <laughs> stupid person people know. So at least I'm choosing a good yeah. one, I guess, but yeah. And I mean that, and that becomes difficult for day to day, but I know for me, I got through so much pain as you mentioned, because I had such purpose. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got scars on my body to prove that. And it's yeah. like, I have all these crazy stories, whether it's breaking my hand in a huge fight and still fighting or um, two title fights ago, I broke my rib in the second round. <sighs> Nationally televised fight back home. Um, this would have got me number five in the world, moving up the ranks. It was for a, a junior world title. And I knew it was broke right away. And I knew I had to go eight more rounds. I went eight more <laughs> rounds so painful. with a completely shattered rib um, and won the fight somehow. It got ugly, but I won the fight. But I just remember getting back to the corner every single time. And I would lean over and look at the ring card girl to see what round it was. And I was like hoping it was going to say 10 or 11 or whatever it was. And it was like two. <laughs> and it was like wow. three. Fuck. And every time. But wow. I literally... I competed on that stage with that broken, shattered rib for eight more rounds, won the fight, got back to the dressing room and fell down, collapsed. I fell down. I was in so much pain. Um, They rushed. We rushed to the hospital. I was in the hospital. They shot me up with, you know, pain meds. There's not much you can do for broken rib other than manage the pain. I was in the hospital till about three, four a.m. Yeah. You know, there that night. And that was one of those moments that taught me, wow. The human spirit and the human mind is so much stronger than you think. Mm -hmm. And if your mind is focused on something, you mentioned, you know, a woman lifting a car for her baby, the shit that I've gotten through that I never would have gotten through unless it was in that specific instance where I felt so much purpose, so much drive, so much adrenaline. um, I never would have got through it. And it was moments like that, that really I look back now and I'm like, holy shit, you know, I am stronger than mm-hmm. I realize in those like down days. Like yeah. I got through that. I can get through this today. Yeah. It's so true. The human body is incredible yeah. too. Well, and I think you guys are such a good example of understanding the power of choice. And mm. I mean, it triggers people, but most people are just so stuck in victim mentality and it's like shit like that can happen. And you decide 
I'm going to stay down and feel pain or you decide like, I'm going to fucking get up and do the next thing. Yeah. You know, and it's like when you're saying like, Hey, no, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm choosing to yeah. get more energy. Like I have more, like that's a choice. And most people don't take advantage of those choices. Yeah. I think people don't know that. Cause I get that question yeah. a lot. How are you so energized? It's probably the biggest question in my inbox, which mm-hmm. is funny aside from like weird business questions, but how do you have so much energy? I'm a really sad, low energy person. And I watch you and I'm very intrigued by your energy. And I realize, wow, majority of women and men struggle with this. And part of me wants to tell them it's 50% genetics for sure. I was definitely born with more, I think, energy and serotonin than some people. I I don't want to lie to them, but they don't realize it's a choice. Like I'll stand there in the shower and I go, oh wait, that's right. You're a really energized person, Angie. You're go bring really, go bring some energy today. Mm -hmm. Like I, I tell myself that. So I think people need to know, like, it is a little bit of a choice Mm -hmm. to be like, you know what? No, I'm going to go bring some energy today. And just how Mike, like in the ring had to be like, you know what? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to go finish this. I'm going to do this. And then gosh, for him, it was like, gosh, probably adrenaline. adrenaline. I'm, yeah. I was trying to think of what it was for him. It's more adrenaline helping him out for the pain management. Yeah. Um, thank God for these hormones and these things like adrenaline, because he would have felt it even more while he was in it. But adrenaline was covering it up a little bit, but I think it is a choice to say like, come on, adrenaline, come on, dopamine. Like we're going to go mm-hmm. do this, you know? And so, yeah, I think, I think there's a little bit more choice than we think to this machine that we've been given this vessel yeah. and we just give up so fast. And you know, it's a, such a good reminder. It's a good reminder for me right now, even to be like, wow, these days where I'm like, I don't want to go do that. It's like, you can do it, you yeah. know? So well, it's hard. Also how you talk about, you're like, I move my body a lot to get energy. And yeah. most people are waiting for them. They're waiting to get energy to move their body. And yeah. it's like, no, you, you do the thing to get the thing, right? Yeah. It's kind of counterintuitive <laughs> yeah. that you have to move your body to get energy. But absolutely, that's where my best ideas come from. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything, every single piece of content I create is on a walk outside and then mm-hmm. I voice myself or I put it into a notepad. Yeah. I've never sat down on my computer. Every single post, every single video that you guys see, go look at my page. I've never created that not in movement. Mm-hmm. And people think that's crazy. And I've been creating content on that page, especially Instagram for gosh, nine and a half, 10 years. So yeah. to know that it's come outside while moving, like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's coming through me, you know, yeah. like, oh, this is what they need to hear today. And then it just, 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 just I'll voice it or type it and then yeah. post it, you know? Yeah. Even my book, like all the concepts for ready as a lie came to me on a walk. I was like, what is the one message that people need to know? And I was like, oh, that you're never going to be ready. So I don't, I don't know. A lot of it just comes through movement. It's funny you say that. Yeah. Like yesterday, um, I had a really tough day. I was, I was having pain. It was, it was a Sunday. So thank God I kind of sleep in even the middle of the day. I had to like take a nap. I had a headache. I was just having a flare up. It was a bad day. But I knew that I needed to move and I ended up going surfing. Yeah, yeah. And it was great because my girlfriend and I literally went out to the beach, drove down. I jumped in the water, went surfing. It instantly changed for me. Wow. Like literally, it, it. I had to pick myself up and mm-hmm. it wasn't fun That's driving hard. there. But the moment I got in the water and I was doing something that I love now and mm-hmm. is playful and movement, the rest of the day, I felt awesome. <sighs> Surfing is so good for you too because it's easy on your joints. Mm-hmm right? Like what a perfect sport for yeah. people who have maybe some joint inflammation or pain, like such a perfect sport. Cause it doesn't hurt yeah. basketball and stuff kind of hurts more like surfing. I can imagine it probably doesn't hurt your joints, right? Cause you're yeah. crashing against water. Yeah. I mean, I mean not as much. I mean, you impact. definitely can wipe out and get hit. It depends where you're surfing, well, but no, it's, yeah. I mean, swimming in general, most yeah. of it, you're paddling, and low impact, yeah. um, which is great. Yeah. 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 It's a choice. Right. And that, that is triggering for a lot of people. But I think it is right. Like I'm going to be a mom one day and it's going to have to be a choice every day to wake up and be like, I can do this. I can do this and, and run a business or whatever I'm doing. But I think that's like, it's hard to say, but I think a lot of it is a choice. 
What do you do? You deal with a lot of low energy. That's something that now post career that that I feel mm-hmm. like I deal with. Not as much anymore. Like I have all my little hacks. Like you guys have yours mm-hmm. to to get over it. You know, and I think so much of it. The brain rewiring has helped me so much in using my brain to shift things. And um, I found a lot of fatigue for me came from being out of alignment. With things mm. in my like, I mean, I think mm. now I'm like, wow, I thought I had adrenal fatigue for like fucking five years. And half of it, I think, was just having people in my life who I felt obligated to keep in my life who I needed to let go of, or like mm. things in my business I felt like I had to do that I really didn't want to do. And like starting to peel back those layers and really just let go of what didn't serve me gave me so much more energy. Yeah. And I think that has been like energetically huge for me mm-hmm. in addition to all because it's like I was doing all the really tangible things for a long time like you know all the biohacks and eating super clean and all of that yeah but it's harder to do that right mm-hmm. so uh, naturally as humans we want the easiest solution mm-hmm. and the harder solution is sitting down and being like why am I not having energy like maybe I need to cut this person out of my mm-hmm. life or maybe I need to change my career or whatever mm-hmm. it is. The easy thing is to be like, oh, I heard on TV that this B12 capsule is going to give me yeah, unlimited energy. I know. Energy. And you're like, yeah. if only that shit worked. Like, I know. Yeah. Like, it's like <laughs> thousands of dollars and <laughs> yeah. hours well, later. You know what? You should. Have you tried AHCC? Heard of this. I'm like the biggest I don't know spokesperson. What this is. I'm in, I'm connecting you guys with Mimi. She's yeah, amazing. Mimi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she turned me on to it's a functional mushroom, but that was one of the oh, biggest wow. things for my. She lives in San Diego. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. awesome. Is it um, legal right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's like it's like you know it's like lime's or, Yeah, yeah. except yeah. it's a different part of the mushroom. It's the mycelium. It's like the ner- the nerve networks underground, not the, not the fruiting body. So it's really powerful. But that's been one of the biggest things for my autoimmune disease. Like wow. I. I started taking that. I got off. I don't take really any supplements except that. And then yeah. like, is it in a pill or yeah, you take it as a pill or you can put the powder. Yeah. In. I've seen her sell yeah. it and stuff. Yeah. It's, She's always wanted me yeah. to try it. Yeah. For me, like I started, I, I took that and then doing a lot of the energy stuff and the brain rewiring was really what shifted things. But also this is why I need to look at your charts because understanding my human design chart, I'm not joking. Like it really helped me understand how to have more energy. Like mm-hmm. as a generator, if I'm not, excited about what I'm doing I gotta let it go because it's gonna make me exhausted mm, you know you and like knowing your your energy yeah. type they're called energy types like and it can help you realize how you need to shift your life yeah. to get more energy back what are you most excited about <sighs> what gives you the most energy creating content yeah yeah you just like, like yeah I love creating content so right now I'm in this huge transition with my business of like I love coaching people but like I'm stopping all my one-on-one coaching and just like, I need more open space to create content because like, I mean, I'll stay up all night just like making stuff. Cause I'm so excited. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I ever feel like, Oh, I don't have energy. I know it's because whatever I think I have to do next, I don't want to do. Mm. Yeah. If I'm procrastinating, I, I shouldn't Procrastination do Procrastination yeah. is, is a sign of, yeah. it's not low energy. It's, it's low. It's like, yeah. what do they say? It's not that you're tired. You just haven't found the thing that really lights your mm-hmm. soul on fire, right? What do you think so. it is about creating content that you love? Like the why behind that? Yeah, I just I just like helping other people. Like, mm. I don't know. It's just, it's the feedback. It's mm. being able to... Like, could you do it in a vacuum? Like you said, the feedback. Like, mm-hmm. you must love hearing people DMing you or leaving reviews or people you coach is that kind of the driving fuel yeah like i i just like helping other people and to me i'm like how can i reach the most amount of people on the deepest level Mm -hmm. at once right because it's like you hit this point where you can reach and i see this happen in people 
in business all the time. They reach a lot of people, but they're not making a deep enough impact and it starts to feel surface level or they lose Mm. themselves in the process, which is super sad. Like this happens to all kinds of people, right? They lose themselves. And I'm like, well, I don't want that. But then also if I'm so zeroed in, I'm not helping as many people as I could. And so for me, it's about that balance and the people in my community having super strong relationships with, like, I really know these people, like, I'm sure you guys get that, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. with your, with your business, like it's the relationship, it's the connection and like mm-hmm. seeing people actually, I mean, make these huge transformations and being able to be a part of that. Like that's what drives yeah, depth, me. Depth and impact. That's what I'm mm-hmm. See, working that, on now. That's what's so interesting about COVID right now. So for mm-hmm. me, I love, I'm the same way. And that's why I asked you, I, I feel like I love connecting with human beings. I love helping them get out of pain. That's mm-hmm. why we started this CBD company mm-hmm. because as we talked about, I've been through so much pain and I want to see others get out of pain. But where I struggle now during COVID is I used to do either speaking engagements or mm-hmm. maybe even like after a fight, like seeing a little kid and signing mm-hmm. an autograph. I love um, the personal connection, yeah. the inhuman connection. Mm-hmm. And I'm craving that both with our team because everybody works remote mm-hmm. for the company mm-hmm. and also with the people we're helping. I love getting the reviews. Mm -hmm. Oh, you helped me with anxiety. You changed my life. Mm -hmm. But for me, it doesn't hit as hard and motivate me as much as I, if I can talk to someone Mm -hmm. and feel that energy and human Mm -hmm. connection and help them in that way. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of where COVID, like for me, whatever type I am in Mm -hmm. this chart, like I really struggle. Yeah. Yeah. But I think everybody is. Yeah. But there's also always a choice to like, yeah, there's that. I mean, my whole business is online and I can still create those deep connections. Like Mm -hmm. you can get on zoom calls with people. Like there's, there are ways in person more than zoom though. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I just, I believe if there's a will, there's a way, you know, really like for sure there are. uh, Yeah. So I feel like it's just about getting creative. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where COVID has, really challenged people in a good way of like, everybody was like, everything's happening to me. It's like, okay, shit's happening. You can choose to be a victim and Mm -hmm. cry about it, or you can choose to pivot Mm -hmm. and believe that something's better is going to come out of it. Right. I think like for a lot of businesses, they had to pivot and realize how am I going to do this in an online space, which big picture is going to be better for them. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. No, you have the, you have the most beautiful mindset of this. And, um, and I love that. So you're thinking of the positive and you're also thinking like, what can I control mm-hmm. instead of being the victim to that? Mm-hmm. Like apply that to anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you're right. Like maybe getting on more Zoom calls for me face to face or doing things where it's more video mm-hmm. versus like on a keyboard when I just see messages mm-hmm. and DMs yeah, and stuff. Totally... It doesn't hit me. Do you video message people? I don't. It's funny you say that. You like too. I, I, I voice message and I feel better about that. But mm-hmm. I didn't even realize I, I'm so not tech savvy. Instagram has a you can video yeah, message can video someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause cool. I'm the same way. Like I want to see someone's face. I want to hear their voice. Like it's mm-hmm. so much is lost over just the text, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's about being creative. And I, but I think also, and I think this is part of like going from boxing to this, like where's your adrenaline hit anymore? I don't know. Yeah. I, I actually, like, it's like this energy. That's the question it's like, right now. It's so funny I just picked up on that. Well, yeah, it's like you can feel it, you know? I know. I don't, I don't have it right now and I struggle with it. And like I mentioned earlier, a lot of athletes struggle with it. So I don't want to get on here and be the Instagram version of me that's like, you know, oh, I'm so happy. Like it's been tough. It's yeah. been tough post-boxing. And, but that's you know, what people like I, to see. They yeah. want to see the real. Yeah. It's re- yeah. I mean, I, I love running the company, you know, Soul CBD has taken off and I'm motivated by it. But like I mentioned, I, I don't know if I'll ever get that same feeling that I had, that sense of 
purpose and adrenaline and to commit to something on such a grand stage and perform at that level, not in mm-hmm. an egotistical way, but just the fact that I put my body through so much and I got to become one of the best in the world through so much sacrifice. I don't know what that next thing will be for me. You know, I, and it's tough. Like I, mm-hmm. I need to find that adrenaline rush because my entire life has been dictated on competing, achievement, winning. And I, I need to try to search for what that next thing is where my body doesn't have to suffer. Yeah. I'm still grateful. I made the right choice to retire. Yeah. My yeah. health is yeah, first and to. foremost. Yeah. My head, I needed to do it. But there's days I, I feel lost. I don't feel yeah. fulfilled. Well, well, I told him he should, this pivot that he's in is so relatable mm-hmm. and it's so honest and millions of people are in it, whether they're athletes or it's Susie Jane in Iowa who felt like she had purpose at the top of her company and now mm-hmm. has to switch. and think everybody's in a transition and a pivot and they feel lost in the in-between. And that in-between is where we feel like, who am I? You know, it's like that beautiful space in between, but that's Mm -hmm. where like so much magic is. And it's so fun because it's like, this is life. Life is about the in-betweens. Yeah. Actually it's about the, you know, it's about the in-betweens more than it is about those big moments. And Mm -hmm. like, I think that you might actually get something that the spike won't be as high, but the feeling will be more sustainable and a more like grounded, cleaner feeling like a cleaner drive that doesn't feel as like up and down. It doesn't feel like it's so, significance driven it's going to be more of like truly just like hey i would you know do this if even if nobody knew i guess i don't know i just think i think the best is yet to come and i think that's the only choice we have to believe is like your next thing might even be cooler you know whatever it is whether it's starting starting a show or who knows where the feeling of listeners you know like calling in or saying like your show literally changed my life today like that feeling is so much better than i think because you actually help someone versus like oh someone just thought you were cool yeah so i think mike and i've had a lot of those conversations around like are you striving for significance or is it, you know, that's so hard. I mean, he's a three in the Enneagram, so he likes achievement, Yeah, you know? And so he needs to feel like he's hitting, yeah. well, hitting goals and stuff, but I will say it's a cool place he's in. I actually yeah. think as much as it seems weird. Totally. No, I mean, I think on a larger scale, like really getting deep into autoimmune, I believe that people have autoimmune disease, their bodies are screaming at them, like do something else. Like I 100% believe that like on an energetic Mm. level. But I also think like for you, I know for me, just putting out content, that's exciting, but it's when I'm coaching people, when I'm speaking to people, I mean, like you get a huge adrenaline hit when you speak, like, Mm -hmm. do you get that too? When When I spoke? Yeah. I I had multiple speaking engagements Mm -hmm. and when I was in person, Mm. And I felt the crowd, you know, mm-hmm. got to speak in front of, you know, a thousand people, mm-hmm. 500 people, groups like that. I felt that in person. Mm-hmm. I don't feel it virtually. He likes this right now. Yeah. I love this. You can, well, tell, yeah. he's, you can tell he's very energetic. Yeah, that's right the thing is he like, that's why podcasting, like this is, I'm thinking about where do I get hits of this? Like in-person podcasting, like really good conversations. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like start a show. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- when I'm on coaching calls, I get it where it's not mm-hmm. like if it's too many people, if I'm doing a webinar, I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. If I have like tw- anywhere between 10 and like 25 people, like, and we're having conversation back and forth and they can ask a question and I'm just amped up responding. Like I feel it then. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's those, like those moments that give me that hit. You know, and I think it's just about being creative and finding something. I'm very, I'm very, um, uh, larger scale, mm-hmm. lighter, lighter touch impact. Yeah. You're a little bit smaller group, deeper impact. Yeah. I'm more, I live for the message of the girl tagging me in, in the episode on, and, and she's in the car and she'll do an IG story. Like, yeah. guys, you got to go listen to this show. Oh my gosh. Her show today just like got me. So whatever mm-hmm. amped up or brought me clarity. And I sit and I like embody her. And I think about like, wow, that was a real person on yeah. her way to work. 
and I was the voice in her ear. Like, what a gift. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. Like, the technology can do that. So I like that, but I don't need to talk to her. I don't need to know more mm-hmm. about her. And I don't want to. I can't, I don't, I can't hold that space. Yeah. I think you guys actually are a little bit deeper, have the capability to hold space for that. I can't. I'm very like, touch you. I changed your life. You read my book. You listen to my yeah. show and then I'm out. Yeah. I don't want to know. You. I don't want to know how old you are. I don't know where you live. I don't want to know more problems. <laughs> I can't hold it. It's too much. So yeah. you've got to figure out, but the only way you know is when you try, you got to play around and see, do I like small groups? Do I like big groups? Do I like mm-hmm. how much uh, yeah. touch points can I have with humans till it feels exhausting, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's, what's cool about like human design, Enneagram, yeah. all these things is like, I think entrepreneurship is just, just this entire game of self-awareness. That's really all you're doing is just getting higher and higher to self-awareness of like, what type of person am I? How can I help people? How do I best serve people? Right. Cause like, to me, there is no one, one's not right. One's not wrong. Right. You could be on a zoom call with Susie, go deep with her. That changed someone's life or 50 girls could be like, I read your book and it changed my life. Yeah. And, and so like right now, writing my book, I'm literally envisioning the moment. This sounds so silly. No, this is, this is it for me. I'm not even like, it's not even the Barnes and Noble moment. It's the first uh, message that comes in from a girl or email or whatever of her at the airport. I don't know. Why I think of an airport. I'm just seeing a girl at an airport screenshotting ready as a lie. And like the certain part of a chapter and being like, Hey, just wanted you to know this chapter helped my day. A girl saying, Hey, this chapter inspired me to make the courageous phone call or dump the sucky boyfriend or whatever it is. It could even be the smallest thing. Like I'm just waiting for that screenshot. I'm literally writing this book for that, that moment. Mm-hmm. And it could be one person. Hopefully it's a million people, but like that's it for me to know that like I help someone have a little bit of a better day. Cause I think most people don't have friends and family for in their corner. So like I'm in their corner, mm-hmm. you know, think about that. Most people are sad. They don't have like an encouraging brother or sister. They don't yeah. have cool parents who were entrepreneurial or, or cheered them on. Like people need cheerleaders, you know? Yeah. So I think for me, it's like, that's, that's it for me. It's like, that's my little equivalent, not as cool as Mike's <laughs> Mad- Madison square garden moment. No. But for me, I'm like, Oh, like she's in the airport. She's like picked up something like, yeah. you know? So I think you have to figure out what is your moment of like, that would be a champagne moment, right. Yeah. Of like success. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And well, I think it's so cool. You guys so, like so balance each other out. <laughs> like it's so interesting. Smart and stupid. No, <laughs> no. Dumb I, and dumber. I see that also with the business. So like talking about that, how you like to reach a lot of people and like have that moment, but you can't hold like immense space. And like, I think you would thrive a lot with like having a smaller group or getting more of that deeper interaction. Mm. And it's like, reaching more people through both of those levels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And especially if you're starting a business with whether it be a sibling or a partner, um, you know, it's one of those things where your uh, characteristics and personalities need to complement each other. Yeah. So there's things that she's great at that I'm terrible at and things that she loves or things that she hates that I love. And I think it works, you know, and she is the promoter. She loves spreading the message, being the promoter, uh, spreading the joy and the team and and that whole aspect of it. And I am much more like I'm numbers focused. I'm goal oriented. I'm tasks. Um, and she has a million ideas. And then I, I love that. Cause I try to pick two of them and say, okay, these two work. Mm-hmm. These two are outrageous <laughs> and can never work. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a constant ebb and flow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like water. I'm just like <laughs> flowing. And, and Mike, Mike runs the company. I mean, yeah. Mike, Mike is doing the hard work every day. So he needs all the credit for that. I mean, Mike is definitely the CEO and running it. Mm-hmm. I've been more of the promoter the last gosh, few years that we've been doing it. Um, But yeah, but even Mike realizing like, Hey, you know, he doesn't want to be as much in the day to day. Like Mike does have an incredible story. He's great on podcasts and he's great in interviews and speaking and um, getting out of this Excel sheet and putting it more into to where he can share this story. Cause I mean, I think Mike has such a cool story of, of this. Mm-hmm. If you guys think so listening, 
I love it. I think it's yeah. awesome. And I think he doesn't sometimes see it. He thinks, oh, it's just whatever. You know, he doesn't realize that like most humans haven't experienced that amount of pain. So they don't get to experience the amount of empathy. Mm-hmm. And Mike mm-hmm. has such deep empathy because he's been so far on the pain spectrum. So it's cool to like you, you've been in pain, which mm-hmm. makes you more empathetic. So I think people who've been in pain should share those stories because it, you, your guys, you guys are gifted. You have a gift. It's ironic right? that this pain gave me so much empathy and it fought against exactly what I was trying to do in my sport. Mm-hmm. So for instance, yeah. you had mentioned earlier that autoimmunity is often like your soul or, or your body telling you to stop doing what you're doing. I believe that 100%. And I just kind of fought through that with yeah. pure grit and will. Like I knew in my heart, I don't really love confrontation. Um, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't love some of the things that I was doing and I'd be at these press conferences mm. and I was basically like lying to myself, lying to everybody like, Oh, I feel great. This is exciting. But deep down in my soul, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what caused cause like disease in my body in yeah. a sense. I just loved competing. Mm-hmm. Not the conflict of it, of like, you know, talking shit and mm. all this kind of stuff. I just loved competing and achieving and winning. Um, but all the other aspects that came along with it, I think really tugged at me in that constant fight or flight and fighting who I really was. And it's tough to be an empath in a sport where you're hurting someone and could kill somebody. Yeah. And I think that kind of just added up over that the years. That inauthenticity can be draining. I always say yeah. inauthenticity is the most draining thing. Oh, totally. I love that quote. And yeah. I think the world, the universe knows when you're being inauthentic, whether it's your word or whether it's anything. I mean, mm-hmm. we've all lied in our lives. We're humans. We've all done something wrong. And we've realized like, wow, that was the most draining thing is to not do or say what I thought yeah. or what was my truth. Yeah. And I think people are, people can feel it. Right. And so I think sometimes our body knows like, oh, this is not, this is not authentic for me. Oh, totally. I think it's yeah. really hard for people to wrap their heads around the fact that like, life can flow because we're, we're believed to think it has to be so hard. And that's not mm. to say like there aren't struggles, but like path that we always take the path of most resistance and really it should be path of least resistance, yeah. you know, but I also, I don't know if you've thought about it this way before. I talk a lot about balancing masculine and feminine energy in business. Mm. And I think that's mm. where people really go wrong. And it's like, I think that's why you guys work. One of the reasons why you work so well together, because it's like, you have to have masculine structure and then like the feminine energy just flow in there mm. and get give all the ideas. And it's just like <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. 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 I'm super point. feminine yeah. and I actually struggle with um, as much as I'm a doer and an achiever mm-hmm. and people may assume I'm actually very feminine energy, a very flowy. I don't have mm-hmm. a lot of structure in my life. And so I'm working on right now having more structure, even in my Angie yeah. Lee brand and then getting better at having it. Cause I need a little bit more of it because I'm just so creative in, yeah. in, the, in the clouds that I don't, um, sometimes, yeah, I need, I need a little bit more of the masculine to be like, all right, this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. And so, um, and then masculine energy sometimes needs a little bit more of just the, like, Loose what feels up. good, just yeah. go, just go, just create the thing. And this yeah. is the idea. Just go, trust me, it's going to yeah. work, you know? And so fluidity can be such a gift, but right now I'm working on, uh, creativity breeds in structure I've heard. So mm. that's my, that's my thing I, right now. I think it's really that's important to think about when you're deciding who to work with and like who to hire, who to have on your team, right? If you're super flowy and in your feminine energy, mm-hmm. like you need some structure to hold you down or you're just yeah. not getting anything done yeah. and vice versa. Well, I think know? especially a DTC brand. I mean, yeah. it's different than like a personal brand now where I'm just a full-time creator. I'm paid to create and be an influencer and yeah. affiliate. Like I can be fluid because I'm the promoter and then these other brands, they're the ones who run the companies, mm-hmm. but with DTC, like, oh my God, there's so much masculine energy and structure in DTC. Like yeah. Mike is on calls all day long, organizing shit. Like that is very, it's, in, it's intense. Right. And so you need to be able to hold that space to do that. 
um, the innovation, the fun part is so small compared to what Mike's actually doing day to day, which is just like Excel spreadsheets and phone calls, yeah. <laughs> like keeping shit in line. It's not all like, Ooh, what do we want to name this product? Like yeah. there's little moments of that, but most of what Mike's doing is very like the logistics yeah. of but, it. But it's interesting and, and beautiful because you need yeah, each other. you need both. Yeah, you need both. They yeah, need they can't exist he by needs, themselves. Yeah. <laughs> More like I need him. No, <laughs> yeah. no, it's true. Well, I think like, like went to Notre Dame. I couldn't pass like a, a class in college. They were like, "Get out! You're a joke. You're, leave. You're, you're a different kind of genius. <laughs> we'll pay you to leave. They literally she got a reverse scholarship. <laughs> They're like, you are not supposed to be here. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm just like such a creative visionary. Sometimes that, that we need people who yeah. can bring that in because it's too much you know being a daydreamer is cool until mm-hmm. like you're like alright how is this actually gonna work who's gonna pay for this yeah who's gonna pay for this <laughs> yeah like Drew me and Drew Canoli like always talk about like when you're up in the clouds you need someone to be like hey yeah. get, get down here for <laughs> a second true. like yeah. how is this actually gonna work now and mm-hmm. so the world needs both I mean if there wasn't visionaries we wouldn't have these things that are created that we're using right now certain technologies but then if we didn't have the integrators mm-hmm. things wouldn't be executed and the masculine energy is an execution it's a follow through mm-hmm. the feminine energy is the idea idea on the birth literally birthing that's we literally have babies we're the birth and then you're the <laughs> get it out of the you execute i literally see it as like bling, bling, bling. and so that's there there you go you guys can't see this but oh that's God. how i see the yeah. feminine masculine energy so it is interesting but um yeah oh man yeah. have you guys had any big like big disagreements with building soul <sighs> not We've- disagreements no, because uh, I trust my, Mike knows so much more about finance and business. So yeah. like even now these bigger discussions around what we're going to do and where it's going to go and all of that. And Mike can share what he wants to share, but I'm kind of just trusting him with it because I'm like, listen, like I trust you with this. Um, sometimes on product stuff, but it's all always comes back down to like, because it's just not feasible. <sighs> um, no more. So like what our roles are, like Mike's been running it more, you know, and then I've got my own shit. So there's been times where I've been busy and it's been harder to figure out who does what. I would say that's what most of our like conversations are around, like me mm-hmm. needing to do more work and whatnot. But I wouldn't say there's, he could do whatever he wanted with it tomorrow and it's our money and I trust it. So, well, we could talk about, yeah, yeah. So which I, might, I would, I would can't say share that name. It still might come out one day. No, Who knows? <laughs> trademark. <laughs> trademark. Um, <laughs> we, we had talked for a while and Angie had really wanted to push um, a women's line with mm. the CBD, right? So, for period cramps. For mm. period cramps. So, so often, um, you know, CBD helps with a lot of different things, but we're finding that a lot of uh, our audience, maybe Angie's audience, um, are using it around uh, that time of the month or with period cramps or, and, you know, for us, it was like identifying that niche, which mm-hmm. it isn't even a niche. It's half the population <laughs> yeah. on, on, on earth, but yeah. um, really kind of narrowing in on, on that women's line. And Angie wanted to create something around that since, you know, she's had personal issues and, mm-hmm. and struggles with that and a lot of pain around that. Mm-hmm. And so we got into a lot of disagreements about that because I wanted that to happen and to create that. But mm-hmm. once again, mm-hmm. the masculine energy, I had to dial back and be like, okay, you understand if we're going to go ham on this category and ham on yeah. these skews, I need to divert capital, time, resources, team members towards this now. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost talking about creating a whole nother company. Mm-hmm. So we went back and forth. We're yeah. like, man, this is such a great idea. And maybe we one day do it. But yeah. right now we need to focus on this because if we you know, take our time and energy and money off these categories that are growing for us, that and put it towards this, which we don't know how, how it'll perform. Mm-hmm. That's a struggle, right? Yeah. So therein lies like great idea. And then I was like, okay, 
how are we going to do it? Who's going to pay for it? Yeah. yeah. And, and also like with CBD, what's interesting is CBD is so incredible, but the handcuffs around the marketing sometimes, oh my God. unfortunately, because yeah. yeah, fucking exactly. Don't even get me started. I know the regulations. The regulations. Right. And so well, even with just a like product sourcing, like that, like, like yeah. besides the marketing, I'm like, it's one of the hardest industries to create a product. And it's and- an, it's an entire cash business. Yeah. People don't realize. So like most yeah. businesses, you order your product and you get terms, net mm-hmm. 90, net 60, you get cash flow so mm-hmm. that you can pay for it later on. No matter how much inventory and we're growing multi, you know, we're multi seven figure company, big mm-hmm. business now at this point. Um, you still have to make a lot of payments up front with cash, right? So that's difficult for cash flow. So, so ridiculous. It's right? 2020. It's, yeah. it's CBD. So once again, it's like turmeric. I know. There's it's another, not a drug. There's another issue of like, we love this category that Angie's talking about. One day, I think we will create that business. Yeah. And maybe it's even undersold. But when you're scaling as a growing business, it's tough to take that those um, scarce resources yeah. as a startup mm-hmm. and put that towards something else. And I've been thinking about like, what would it look like to have it without CBD? But then that would be a whole new DTC brand, right? And yeah. we need a team and we'd have to hire people to do that. But I know it's obviously such a great pain point idea. I know there's few women trying to get into it right now who I don't think have mastered it yet, but, um, and have made the household name, but because then you could say whatever you want in the Facebook ads, right? You could say like, whatever the heck you want as far as the pain points, which is really fun as a marketer. But with CBD, sometimes we have to dance around like, what can you say? Know, because we can't pain. be like, hey, this helps with things, I, you know, which is ridiculous. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's just, yeah, it's hard. That part's hard for me as, as the marketer who wants to creatively ex- just say how we want to say it. But then Mike's like, hey, legally, we can... Yeah, we can't say that, and so it's just like this dance. It's just such a shame you've got you know painkillers and <laughs> yeah. opioids. Like literally, Purdue Pharma uh, just got sued for eight billion dollars, um, and the family that owns it because um, OxyContin was um, known to kill like because of overdose thousands of people. Wow. Like yeah. every year, thousands of people die from overdoses of OxyContin. Purdue. Um, Pharma that made made it just got sued for eight billion dollars. Oh, right. Shit. CBD is not toxic. You yeah. cannot overdose on it, right? You can't even say that about Tylenol or ibuprofen. So it's crazy that Oxycontin can be pushed and promoted by doctors. Yeah. And yet it's CBD, we get a slap on the hand from the federal government if we say something that's not in line. Or up until a few years ago, it was considered a Schedule One drug. Schedule One that's medically means Cinnamon is a no drug. benefit. <laughs> Right. You I mean, could drink our whole bottle <laughs> and eat all of our gummies and like you wouldn't die. You might have a stomach ache from the gummies, but like you wouldn't die. But yet you could go to CVS right now. Yeah. Go grab a bottle of Tylenol. Take it all and take die. 20 of them and you might die like well, even 20 to 50. Right. I don't know what the overdose of Tylenol is, oh but my God, that's yeah. what's messed up. I think about like in up. high school, I used to have like what, like probably 14, 18 Advil a day to get through because I was in so much pain. Wow. Are you serious? I don't know if someone could take I'm, that much. I, I, well, fucked me up, obviously. I got fucking chronically ill, you know. Your but gut lining like, just yeah, hated it was, you. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, it was like, it, it's. You're still, just, you're still probably healing your gut, me, right? Yeah, they just it, told yeah. me, like, yeah, just take it. It's fine. <laughs> just take it. It's fine. <laughs> Can you and because them? they're wearing a white coat, you yeah. trust them. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm like, if you're a doctor, I don't trust them. It's really sad. You're also in that tough moment there in the beginning where you're like, well, what am I going to do? Either take all this Tylenol, mm-hmm. ibuprofen or painkillers or deal with the day and not have a productive day. Yeah. And most people don't know about other options. Exactly. But then it's like, there's just so many things in the way of more people. Well, especially 10, 15 options. years ago yeah. when you were in high school. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. now holistic medicine's yeah. like becoming the thing. Yeah. But I oh, think God. that's the big, 
Like that's the thing we need to work on for people in more in alternative health is like we're just feeding the same people. Like if we really want to serve people, we got to get out mm. of our bubble. It's like everybody's talking about it's like everybody already knows about CBD and like in this circle. And mm. then what we see is these types of companies just keep going after those that same market. No, it's a great point. You know? And to that point, like like what you said, everybody knows about CBD. Everybody knows about holistic. I think we're stuck in this bubble. Yeah, we we're are. We got to break open the bubble. Exactly. We're in Southern California, <laughs> yeah. New yeah. York, Chicago, but like most of the country still doesn't really know about it. And yeah. most of the country still has a really poor diet. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. I mean, most of the women I serve are in the Midwest and the questions they ask sometimes, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, hey, how did you take sugar out of your diet? What does that mean? I'm like, oh, yeah. you still eat sugar. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Let me go back. Let me go back. Yeah. Whoa. Where we're do like, we start? We're, we're like so far ahead. That that's why it seems like weird and out there. Like, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep it basic yeah. for most people, which is fine. But I'm, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that's right. Most people haven't stopped drinking Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. People still buy Pepsi. But you can't blame them. Like, look at the yeah. food pyramid. Yeah. Well, in, how would they know? How would yeah, they know? Like, yeah. The food pyramid used to tell you that like breads and sugars were like the number yeah. one thing. Like, it still that's does, the right? government well, yeah. telling you what to eat. And it Seven loaves of bread a day. Well, and you know, like the history of the yeah. food pyramid. You know that? Like, like oh, before that was created, they hired a scientist, like a researcher to look up, okay, what should people be eating? She basically created a keto food pyramid. Wow. Like that was essentially what it was. And they were like, we don't like this. Like we need to be able to, you know, if we're going to give people <laughs> food, it has to be grains and carbs that are easy for us to it's create. Cheap. Yeah, yeah. And they were just like, they just tossed it aside and they, I think they like paid her off or something. It's something where she, yeah. couldn't, she couldn't speak out about it. Yeah. Um, I could totally see that. It's just like, but people don't realize, realize it, you know, yeah. that's why like word of mouth. And that's why I think just like the affiliate marketing piece is so fucking valuable. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what like, we're If you can't say right something now. like let someone else who has a good experience talk about their anecdotal experience. That's yeah. a great point. And if the product doesn't work, then that's not going to work. So yeah, well, right there. You gotta have a good product. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. the beauty of why yeah. our affiliate markets work so well is in, yeah. in addition to, because yeah. we've yeah. created a great community and also the product just works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's not a lot of convincing when it works. Yeah. 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 And I will say, I think the gummies are genius because <laughs> yeah. I don't see anyone else doing that, but it's like, I think it reaches a different type of person. Yeah. It's the you know? person who needs the the first step, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of times you want to feel comfortable and that's totally fine. Listen, we can tell you a million times CBD is not going to make you high, but you're still going to think it might. So to mm-hmm. take the gummy and realize you didn't is is really reassuring. And then it creates that brain pathway of, of okay, I'm comfortable with this. This worked. Oh, now I'm going to try tinctures. Now I'm going to try mm-hmm. something else. So I think it's great. I mean, it's our favorite thing right now. We're mm-hmm. doubling down on it. We have the best tasting flavors. We're really excited. I, as the visionary, want to see if we can make custom ones. Yeah. Mike is telling me, logistically, <laughs> there's stuff going on. <laughs> I'm telling him. I literally walk in the kitchen sometimes. I'm like, will you just do this? He's just like, what? Like, what the? F-? You can tell his energy is just like, this is too much. I'm like, just make this happen. I want a sleepy one. I want an energy one. Okay, let's go. And he's yeah. just like, oh, okay. That's just gonna. I'm just gonna pull it out of my butthole, you know. And I'm like, yes, come on, let's go. So I think I forget how much work these things actually take, but. I just, I don't know. That's the biggest compliment we get is yeah. you're the best tasting. No one else has gummies like this mm-hmm. or they don't even have gummies. So we've realized, speaking of niche, we're blending like marketing with our, yeah. <laughs> with wellness here behind the scenes. We want to um, really double down on that and, and be known for that because mm-hmm. I think it's not only our best seller, but for good reason. People, people want to eat it. People yeah. want to eat yummy shit. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. Even our tinctures, you know, we've had multiple meetings about CBD space is so, uh, 
uh, crowded yeah. and overpopulated, right? And so for us, how do we stand out mm-hmm. beyond our community, beyond our message, all that on the product side? We've really doubled down on our flavors, mm-hmm. on our all natural flavors, mm-hmm. um, whether it's our tinctures, our gummies. So, you know, for us, we felt like that was a differentiator since a lot of people who've never tried CBD before yeah. end up trying products that taste like hemp and then Ugh. it gives them a weird feeling. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're a good company to start with if you've never tried yeah. it is mm-hmm. our argument. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the count of three, you say what the best flavor is at the same time. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Raspberry. I literally missed it. My brain was like, as soon as you said that, I was like, watermelon. Like, easy. And then, and then you said three, and I froze. Oh, you meant tincture. That's way too we don't much have pressure. Watermel- we I don't have watermelon gummies. Oh. I just meant in That general. would be dope, though. She oh, shit. New idea. There we go. Yeah. There watermelon go. gummies. Watermelon. <laughs> okay. There we okay, go. wait, 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 do it again. Are we doing gummies <laughs> no, or dingers? No, right, no, right. that was it. Wait, how about do another one, our favorite product. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Look at okay. me, I like this. It has to be different. It has to be different. You can't okay. say okay. something. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Dream. Cat. Raspberry gummies. <laughs> <laughs> at least I didn't freeze. Okay. Oh my God. Wait, what did you say? Dream? What did dream you- caps. Oh, okay. We have, like, <laughs> we have these like dream CBD uh, capsules. Yeah. Do they make you dream? Better, more yeah. sleep. Yeah, sleep. They have, yeah, they, they have make you like melatonin. Have... Okay, valerian, okay. CBD. Yeah, all the good stuff. To yeah, they help. They help you dream. They help you dream. I like it. Yeah. So, what do you to wrap up? What are you most excited for? Like the future of soul. What are you working on next? Great question. Um, I th- I think for us next year, it's really uh, dialing in on what we talked about on the flavors, um, and just building the community. So. There's not one or two things we're, that I'm like specifically excited about. We've been growing like crazy. So for us, it's just continuing to grow this team, hire people, um, help thousands and thousands of more, but really dialing in on on flavors and specific products that mm-hmm. um, hit specific pain points. Yeah. But, yeah. The gummy, what Mike said, I think the gummies, the gummies. <laughs> just people love them, you know? Yeah. Women love them. Everybody loves them. I think they're just so portable. They're so easy to digest. I think people feel safe with them. And I think we have such an opportunity in this space to really stand out from all the other CBD brands by being gummies that taste good. Plus ideally customization, mm-hmm. like no one else is doing that. Yeah. There is no goalie of CBD with gummy. There's just not, I can't name one if mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so I think people are trying and they either taste like shit or like, yeah. Or they just taste like shit. I've yeah. had one that was like so weedy and you're just like, Ew, this is grass. Yeah. You literally just went outside, took some grass and shoved it into oh my a little gelatin yeah. mushy thing, like mushy grass, you know? So I think we have an opportunity there, which is funny because when we started, I remember I was like, let's not do gummies. We don't need to do gummies. We're just going to be tinctures. Uh-huh. Right. Cause a lot of them are yeah. super sugary yeah. and I was very against that. But now realizing, okay, a little bit of sugar one is not going to kill someone in yeah. two. Um, well, not ours. They, ours only have two grams. Yeah, only of sugar, two grams, right? mm-hmm. yeah. which is not a lot. And then you know, it's it's still you so efficacious. <laughs> right. Which people will tell me, like, yeah. I had five today, and I'm like, all right, well, just don't eat a lot of other sugar today. Yeah. You're fine. But yeah, yeah, I think we have an opportunity to do that. Not only yeah. on like a, what's what people want, but on a business standpoint, I think that is what's going to really, really make us, you know, help us grow even more. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say the raspberry gummies are <laughs> shit. Yes. <laughs> They're so good. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure everyone's going to want to try them. So just let everyone know where they can grab some soul, connect with you guys. Yeah. MySoulCBD.com at MySoulCBD on Instagram. You guys can come say hello, say what's up at official Mike Lee is Mike's IG. 
What else do we have for them? Should we give them like a code or something? Your IG. Oh, at E.G. Lee Show. <laughs> yeah. Beware. Don't watch my stories unless you have a sense of humor. <laughs> Good luck. I'll, I'll put all the links in the show notes so they can check it out yeah. there. All right. Thank you, you guys. Thank Bye, guys. You. Huge thank you to Angie and Mike for coming on the podcast. Don't forget, if you want to connect with them, you can find them on Instagram at Angie Lee Show and at Official Mike Lee. You can head to My Soul CBD if you want to check out any of their CBD products. And you can use that discount code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A for 20% off your purchase. If you loved today's episode, make sure you share it on social media, take a screenshot, tag me, tag Angie, tag Mike. We would so appreciate the support and it really helps us spread the word about the show. Don't forget if you want exclusive behind the scenes access to content related to the podcast and my ridiculous life, you can head to my private Instagram account, the channel crew. All you have to do to get access to that account is take a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review and DM it to that account, the channel crew. And when I get your request to follow and the DM of your screenshot of your iTunes rating and review, I can accept your request and you'll get access to the page. That's going to be it for today's show. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will chat with you again next episode. 